You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1270, a bonus episode of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland. Coming to you on a Monday evening into Tuesday. Thank you for joining us, as always, on the podcast. Make it your first listen each and every day. Check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and, of course, on the video side over at YouTube. And, uh, yeah, a lot to get to. Not a full episode, necessarily, as we're deep, deep into the night here. I actually have a, uh, a pre-banked episode that I'm going to be sharing later this week about A.J. Griffin, sort of a deep dive that I'm looking forward to sharing with you about you know 45 minutes or so on Griffin as a prospect and uh, sort of his background, the way that he plays, et cetera. That's all coming. But there's lots of rumor stuff out there with the Hawks right now. Um, of course, we're getting closer to the uh, deadlines, respective as they are. Number one with Gallinari coming on Wednesday. Free agency opens in the NBA, by the way, on Thursday evening, June 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. So we are less than 70 hours from free agency as I record this deep into the night on Monday. So a lot of like little things to get to. And there was some reporting that came out on Monday that prompted some questions that I'm going to answer on the podcast today. So I figured I had some time to knock out a quick episode, not full length, but uh, anything that's extra bonus content this time of year, I'm sure is appreciated. And uh, here we go with all of that. Um, so since our last podcast, by the way, I, I recorded on Sunday night. That is still relevant at this point. Nothing that I, at least, at least as of this moment, nothing I said on Sunday night is, is out of date at this point in time. So keep that in mind. Subscribe to the podcast, listen to that show as it was. But the first thing sort of in chronological order that happened on Monday was Mark Stein reporting on Monday afternoon that, quote, the ultimate destination remains unknown, but the sources briefed on the process continue to say that Atlanta's John Collins is highly likely to be traded this offseason, end quote. So as I said on the Sunday show, I've heard the same. Not that it's done by any means. I keep stressing and this is on purpose that nothing is assured with John Collins. Um, I think people, you know, that are smarter than I am and that have more sources than I am are, are saying still they believe they will probably be traded. But uh, I will never go to the uh, definitely point. I know a lot of Hawks fans are sort of sort of been assuming this is going to be happening at some point in the near future. It still could happen. It still could be likely, but uh, certainly a little bit of a flattening on some level dating back to like Wednesday. I probably have less confidence now than I did Wednesday. That's for sure when it comes to John being moved. And I say that in part because of a report that came from Zach Klein of WSB-TV locally here in Atlanta um, on Monday afternoon. He reported that while many believe the Hawks are looking at DeJounte Murray, which has been reported by multiple outlets, including Jake Fisher and Mark Stein, etc., uh, Klein says it's, quote, looking like John Collins is not part of the deal, end quote, for DeJounte Murray. Uh, he then mentions a construction in that tweet about Gallinari and multiple picks going to San Antonio. I had heard something kind of similar to that. I checked on it after that, after actually seeing the report from Zach. And uh, I think it was one of the discussions that happened between the Hawks and the Spurs. I'm not sure if that's the only one that's still ongoing, but that was definitely uh, sort of out there as that transpired. And then also later later on in the evening, Jake Fisher um, sort of confirmed that um, that reporting about that being a discussion point between the Hawks and the Spurs. I said there is, quote, plenty of conversation and also noted that there have been talks about increasing the partial guarantee on Gallinari's contract. As a reminder, Gallinari becomes fully guaranteed for more than $20 million for next season on June 29th. That's actually a 5 p.m. Eastern time uh, deadline for the Hawks to make a decision on Gallo. Uh, I've said this before, but no one believes that he'll be guaranteed and playing in Atlanta on that $21-plus million contract for next season. But there are some weird salary cap machinations 
in the mix here with regard to Gallo if they were to use him as the primary salary for a player like DeJounte Murray or anybody else such as DeJounte Murray. Um, For the Hawks to trade Gallo for Murray without doing anything else, there are some uh, salary cap things that have to happen. First, um, they have to guarantee enough of Gallo's salary to match Murray's incoming number um, for tax for not not tax but cap re, cap reasons and uh, just like you know salary matching reasons under the NBA trade rules. Um, basically, they could guarantee up to like ten and a half or so million dollars on Gallo's deal, and that would work in a one for one swap with Murray. Of course, the Hawks have to uh, sort of um, attach picks to Gallinari. No one believes it's going to be Gallinari for Murray without a lot of pick compensation. But if there's no players alongside Gallinari, uh, if it's just Gallo for Murray plus picks, they would have to be guaranteeing like $10.5 million for Gallo rather than the five that he is currently guaranteed for next season. And by the way, this is all talking about a deal being done before Wednesday at 5. So a very uh, sort of narrow timeline here, less than two days as I record this. Or you can do the deal later on, but then Gallo has to be fully guaranteed if he's going to be on the Hawks roster on something changes. And the third way you could do that course be for gallo to work with the hawks to push that guarantee date back but he would have to have an incentive to do that uh, gallinari and his agent are not going to do that out of the kindness of their heart they have to be re- uh, sort of rewarded in some way whether that means uh, guaranteeing more of that contract etc that's usually the way that works if for a guy that has their guarantee date pushed back you want to get something in return for that if you're gallo or his agent so the hawks may be uh, offered to you know, push that back on a week or so and give him more guaranteed money in the meantime, so those are some options that they could possibly do. But again, if it's only a Gallinari for Murray swap, they have to guarantee more on Gallo's contract or the deal cannot work in that exact form. The other option, which I've discussed at least in passing before, is that the Hawks could still get off of Gallo's money in a separate transaction before Wednesday. And the most obvious way to do that without taking any money back, that's the crucial part, without taking any money back, if you are the Hawks, you might not want to do that, would be to um, engage with Oklahoma City. They are the only team right now that has enough cap space for the current league year. And by the way, just as a reminder, the league year changes over on July 1st. So we're you know, three or four days away from that as I record this. But um, in the next day and a half, the Hawks could trade Gallo to Oklahoma City, who could take his, his deal back in full and then actually only, you know, they sort of move on from him at that point in time, then cut him. Uh, only counting for that smaller salary, whereas the Hawks could just kind of get off that with maybe an asset going to Oklahoma City, like, like a second-round pick, something like that, um, in order to uh, have the Thunder do that favor for the Hawks to save them that $5 million on the cap and really, more importantly, the luxury tax. So lots more to get into on this, but uh, I will just say one more time before we take a quick break and then we'll come back with the rest of this podcast. Um, the tax is not a line that the Hawks cannot cross, but there are lots of people who believe the Hawks do not want to cross it. Um, I'm certainly just a messenger on that one, but I've been saying that for a while. I don't believe the Hawks are going to pay the tax until they do. They they certainly could. I'm not saying they definitely can't, but that might be sort of an artificial um, cap on their spending in the near future, which might make things more interesting. Of course, you have Trey Young earning all NBA and making $6 million extra that the Hawks maybe maybe were planning for all the way across. Uh, Makes makes their their life difficult. And by the way, if they were to trade for Murray with only Gallo going out, they are over the tax at that point in time with only 10 players on the roster. So that's a lot of machinations going to be happening potentially if they were to pull that off. Obviously, it's a good problem to have when you have Murray on your roster. If you just swap him for Gallo, you're a lot better than you were before that. But uh, much more stuff to get into in a moment. But first, a word from our sponsors on today's show. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. And the auto makes the policy states actually impossible for local chain stores to all the car or truck parts that you actually need for your automobile. But even if they had them, you actually want to do all the 
people behind the counter. They want to say what they want to sell you. It's in their best interest to have a commission or whatever's in their warehouse, et cetera. Instead, do what's best for you, the actual consumer. And the best thing to do if you're the consumer is check out rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. It's a much better option overall. Why spend more for the exact same auto parts from a chain store or a dealership when you order them at, online at rockauto.com? It's a family business that's serving customers for more than 20 years at this point. And Rockauto's prices are reliably low for each and every customer. And they have absolutely everything you could possibly want for your car or your truck. That includes brake parts and motor oil, tail lamps, even carpet. Check out the website right now at rockauto.com. Today, see all the parts available for your car or your truck. And when you get there, write locked on in the box to ask you how you heard about rockauto.com so you can tell them that we sent you their way. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. The NBA draft is, of course, over at this point, but the madness continues in a big way with free agency on the horizon. Summer League is coming up in July, and 2023 projections are already flying around in the futures market across the basketball world. And with that in mind, Bet Online is a place to fire away on all the stuff in the futures side of things. Plus, Bet Online is the number one source for all of your betting needs and information, both in the near future and always. Find all the latest odds, news, and developments across the sports world, including major events. MLB odds and scores, latest fights, and even next season's futures on the NBA, NFL, college football, and college basketball. And even then, it's continuous sports ball, waging avenues like live betting, esports, poker, and a ton of casino games, and much more. And they have other sports in the mix as well. That includes tennis and golf and hockey, which just concluded, but always has future stuff as well. Auto racing, rugby, lacrosse, table tennis, horse racing, soccer, cricket, and entertainment bets, as well as any sport you can possibly think of. Bet online very likely has it. And head there right now to bet online on your field mobile device to learn more about all the trends and the action in the sports world. Bet online where the game starts. All right. And uh, more on this uh, Gallo slash Murray slash rumblings, all of this stuff that is out there. Um, I will say just big picture speaking, at least from what I'm, what I'm hearing right now and just kind of putting together all the intel that I have. It's just one scenario, but I've actually heard the Hawks have turned down a couple of things um, with that Gallo Murray construction. Um, you know, there's some interesting reporting here, and this is sort of a media nerd kind of thing, but the Spurs kind of famously don't leak. And right now there's a lot coming out on the negotiation, whether it be agent talk or maybe the Hawks are leaking or something like that. But it's a little bit weird that there's been a lot of uh, sort of step-by-step kind of reporting about this situation. Um, interesting stuff there. It doesn't really change anything, but it's kind of uh, also a question about why the Spurs would be doing this. Because if you call behind the scenes, there's a camp that's like, why are the Spurs even doing this? Because Murray's really good. And maybe they don't want to trade him. They're just taking offers. That's possible as well. Um, the Spurs, though, are always buttoned up. So I kind of don't, I kind of just don't know. At least I don't have a great feel uh, on the Spurs at this point in time. But moving him for a pick package is that basically what we'll be doing. If Collins is not the deal, as been reported potentially, um, that would be a pretty bold move for, by the Spurs to trade their best current player for Gallo, who doesn't help them really for the future and picks that would be a full-on like teardown move by the spurs which they and that that's a franchise that has not done that really at all even when they probably should have done that like in the Kawhi trade they opted for the more short-term you know addition of jamar DeRozan, etc in that kind of trade so maybe it's time for them to do that but uh it would be a de- definitely a sharp departure for the spurs which definitely ask people uh, i would say people are asking questions as to, as to why that might happen or if it might happen through the reporting that's been out there so far but uh, i kind of shrug at this point in time and we'll see on all of that stuff uh, also, a lot of people were asking me sort of a, a mailbag style, what kind of assets would have to be included for the Hawks to get Murray back in a swap for Gallo as the principal in order to keep John Collins along the same front. Um, I will say it's probably going to need to be three assets to do that. Maybe if the uh, sweetener was someone like a Kongwu, it might be, might be less than that, but I would not want to trade a Kongwu if I, if I could help it. But everybody else that is on the Hawks roster, whether it be if it's just picks, 
I would guess it would take three. You know, it's been the reporting about, about the Drew Holiday package that the Spurs are looking for. And I tweeted this today, but I have heard repeatedly the Spurs are asking for the moon for Murray, which they should if he's available, but it's just kind of a weird negotiation point there. Um, regardless, though, I would say if you made me, you know, project a deal that is, you know, definitely around this structure of Gallo for Murray, I would say Gallo plus three picks, whether it be their own picks or the Charlotte pick or some combination of the, of the two. Um, I wouldn't go super like, you know, completely unencumbered picks. Uh, I want to, you know, guarantee, I want to sort of guarantee them at some, you know, protect them at some point, but uh, you know, alas, that's kind of the risk that you're doing there. If you're going to trade for someone like Murray, but I, I would say three assets probably um, also, as I mentioned briefly before, before the break, if you trade for Murray, you are already into the tax with 10 guys on your roster. Now the Hawks have ways to get out of the tax. They could get off of Kevin Herter, for instance, because if you trade for DeJounte Murray uh, using Gallo, you don't necessarily have to trade either Herter or Bogdanovich, but you do have sort of an overflow. You have basically four starting caliber guys in your backcourt. Obviously, the trade's not going anywhere, but uh, you might want to go ahead and maybe triage a little bit by moving off of one of your eight-figure-per-year shooting guards with, with regard to Herter or Bogdanovich if you're bringing in Murray to start at the two next to Trey Young. Um, that's one option. Obviously, Collins can still be moved. That's an option that's also out there um, if you want to get a little bit cheaper on that front. But um, I will say just as a as an advocate for the fans, there's no argument that they actually have to do that. Um, for money purposes, I was talking to somebody today on Twitter that kind of didn't believe me, but the Hawks could just do a lot of different stuff to pay money and not have to worry about this if they want to pay the luxury tax. And they can go get Murray uh, with Gallo and picks and just run them back the rest of the roster. They could even resign DeLon Wright if they wanted to. They'd be expensive, but they would be better than they were last year. And that's the best possible case scenario for making their roster better if you don't care about money. And Hawks fans, you know, probably shouldn't care about money, but alas, Rustler probably does on some level. Also, the Spurs don't have to keep Gallo given their um, cap structure, which is kind of uh, maybe one of the reasons why they might do that is to clear some more space for San Antonio to make sort of a, maybe a big push for, for a young player or whatever. Um, again, there's all kinds of stuff out there about, you know, maybe Herter being pursued by the Celtics. It was kind of a rumor that was rumbling online a little bit and even behind the scenes because they, they have a trade exception. But that would be a move that only makes sense if the Hawks were to have Murray on their roster. Uh, the Hawks, at least in my mind, should not be trying to dump Kevin Herter for nothing in return unless they have Murray on their roster. So lots of moving parts, and uh, I've rambled a little bit more on that than I probably plan to on this podcast. But uh, my overall standing is the same. I, if you're a new listener or maybe you're checking on this podcast for the first time, uh, I am pro the pursuit of DeJounte Murray. I think it's not the like absolute A++ fit necessarily because he's not really a shooter at this point in time. And I think you're probably buying a little bit high on him in the market, but uh, make no mistake, there are a lot of things to like about a DeJounte Murray pursuit. His defense in, in particular, having a number two shot creator for the first time on the perimeter like that would be awesome. He's a pretty young player, still really talented guy, good rebounder as well, which, de which definitely helps good passer. So uh, checks a lot of boxes for the Hawks, can guard opposing point guards, and also play a little bit off the ball with Trey. You can get Trey off the ball a little bit as well with Murray as a guy who he, he potentially respects enough to actually move off the ball. A little bit more so a lot to like about that about that, that potential partnership and we'll see of course we'll cover that more if it actually gets uh, more hot and heavy in the next couple of days last thing before we get out of here this is a very small thing compared to the murray uh, pursuit but there was a there was one piece of reporting on sunday i talked about all the guys who have been reported to be joining the hawks in summer league one more guy on uh, Monday that was reported was Chandler Hutchinson, a former first round pick in 2018, who I actually liked a lot in that draft. I was kind of actually kind of kind of wrong on in that draft, honestly. Uh, he's only played about 100 games in the NBA, 103 in, in particular, actually, to be specific, but just didn't make shots. That was the problem there. He was a, he was a wing that had to make shots and just didn't make shots. But an interesting sort of flyer prospect um, for the Hawks at, at age 26 in summer league. Probably not a guy that matters too, too much, but a familiar name to some people and could be an interesting guy for the Hawks to bring to Las Vegas. 
Also, I posted the bonus video slash audio of the AJ Griffin, Tyrese Martin introductory press conference on Monday. Uh, no real analysis from that. Just wanted to give it give people the opportunity to sort of hear from them directly. And of course we'll cover them more at summer league. And again, I, I recorded a pretty deep podcast about AJ Griffin. It'll be running later this week, potentially on this podcast feed, but obviously there's so much news that that, that podcast will pretty much hold. So I'm going to try to hold it as long as I possibly can, because nothing's going to change with Griffin. Let's, let's just trade it. But man, I said it probably could happen um, along the way though. Full coverage. Uh, we'll have that coming up. We'll have a free agency preview of sorts. And um, honestly, that's pretty tough to do right now because we don't really know what the Hawks are in the, in the market for. If the Hawks were to do the Murray deal with Gallo, they don't have a whole lot of flexibility beyond that. But if they were to trade John Collins, they have to kind of go out and find a starting caliber four on the, on the free agent market whether with a mid-level or a trade or whatever. So uh, some moving parts there. Uh, I will say, um, as a point of caution, the Hawks don't really have like massive cap space. They don't have, actually they have no cap space, but um, no massive flexibility to go out and add like big names. People are already asking me for like guys who are way too good for the Hawks to go out and sign uh, I will say, just as a general rule, which is not a, not a bad thing. It's just um, being practical is important here. I'll, I'll try to lay that stuff out for, from the cap perspective, cap perspective later on this week. And uh, once we have clarity on Gallo, that will help a little bit in terms of laying out what the Hawks can and can't do on the free agent market. Because, again, that is Thursday night. We're coming up very, very fast on that. And the next week is all about summer league and free agency and all that fun stuff. And the fun never stops. In this space. So please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to this bonus shorter episode of the show. And we'll have much more coming later on this week. Follow me on Twitter if you'd like to at BT Roland. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Hawks. And we'll see you next time.